0: You are now listening to Femme Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Femme. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then, it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms, like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads
1: and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: Alright, hey fam fam! Hey guys, what's up? What's crackalackas? So, uh, OCD (laughs) scheduling Tessa made a mistake and double scheduled our guest, so we get a surprise episode of just us that we (laughs) weren't (laughs) planning!
1: You guys are done for another solo session this season. Because, yeah, we're about to be wrapped um, on our schedule Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, for recording this season. So, you know what? Happy mistake, Tessa. It's all good. (laughs) I know you just... You did that on purpose. Don't lie. Totally. She's so <laughs> meticulous, guys. This Google Doc is fantastic. Um, <laughs> the way it's organized, <laughs> I love it.
0: Um, it is. But just, just like some things we want to tell you guys in this episode. Um, First of all, if you aren't following us on social media, what are you doing? You should be. Um, But second of all, (laughs) if you don't get our newsletter, um, if you want it, let us know. We'll add your email to the list. But if you're... You can find it on our website. Uh It's on our website. You can just put your email in, click a button. Um, but if you're not yet, um, you may not have heard some of our announcements, so we'll fill you in on that, and yeah, we'll just start there. Um, so Carolina and I are now officially award-winning filmmakers. (laughs) What? Mwah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Guys, we did it! We were awarded Best Female Filmmakers at the Independent Rain Imagine Rain ...film... Imagine, okay, a new Imagine Rain Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And we are just so, so honored um, because, especially because being recognized as female filmmakers, that's what, and Desert Flowers being our first project that launched Femme Regard and Where We Stand um, as female, God, the coffee, the coffee. I'm Um, leaving that in. We're... Okay. No, God. Okay. So embarrassing. I I started today with like recording, telling Tessa, I'm like, I really hope I don't sound like a blubbering idiot because I'm just like not not the best sleep these days. But you know, guys, um, because the, of the exciting things. This is real. But also the this is things. real,
0: you guys. You hear this, this is real. This is real life. This is what happens when you get stressed out.
1: <laughs> it's it's true, and and actually, um, actually, while we have this real moment, so yes, this. The award, and yes, it, we literally just announced it yesterday on our Instagram. So you when you hear this episode, it'll be a little mm-hmm. later. Um, But, you know, yesterday, even my car, you know, I was sitting there. I'm like, I should feel like on top of the world right now. Like Tess and I did such a great job and to be recognized because Desert Flowers was our baby for so long that launched our production company and, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. And I just, you know, guys, it's okay. You're going to have these days where you're just fucking tired and you just know it's like a passing thing. Like you're you're doing what you're doing and there's a reason. And that's why, you know, with our, the guests we have on the show, it's so important to, you know, why, know why you're telling a story and why you care so much because, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my God. So, and now like getting all amped up for our next project that we're going to talk about today. More so, but yeah, I was just like overwhelmed. And I'm like, no, 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 you're just, you're just tired. <laughs> like get some sleep girl and you're going to be fine. And just, you know, I think it's important to, to acknowledge your wins. And I think sometimes we suck at that. I suck at it. <laughs> I'm like, I think I was, cause we really found out the day before and I was at a high. So I just know I'm like, guys, don't let little things like, you know, eat Eat up at you when it's just your own, I don't know.
0: Well, we're, we're all human. We all yeah. go through imposter syndrome. We all have self doubt. We all have anxiety. Like everybody's at different levels, but we've all got it. You know? So yeah. yeah, it's just acknowledging that. And like, so like with meditation, right. I've been trying to learn to meditate more. And one of the things they tell you is like, if you're, if thoughts come in, you don't have to get upset about it. Like, we're all human. We're That's how our brains work. Just acknowledge it and let yeah. it go and move on. Yeah. You know? So it's the same way with this so kind of stuff. True. Like, acknowledge it because anxiety exists in your body and in your brain to warn you of dangerous mm-hmm. shit. You know? So, <laughs>
1: like, the dangers we'll be embarking on
0: next. <laughs> yes! But, like, so just, like, take that second to be like, thank you, body, for, like, trying to protect me but, like, we don't need this right now. Yeah. Let's let it go. Let's move on. You know? Yes, but
1: I guess what I also wanted to mention that moment is like don't, you know, compare yourselves yeah. ever to any filmmaker that you see is winning awards and like you're like, damn it, like I'm I haven't even gotten a single, you know, award yet at a film festival of any kind or whatever. I mean, guys, this was three years. This is three years later for us. So um, just keeping it real, like, you know, and i'm still like frazzled as ever <laughs> but but no there's like so much to celebrate here for sure i think i'm so i'm so so happy for us i know that wow i i didn't expect desert flowers to bring so much value as it has for mm-hmm. us and and so yeah ghost it's still up on the youtubes we have links in our in our bios mm-hmm. on the gram so definitely check it out if you haven't but just keeping it real, yeah. Like, just you know, we're saying we're award-winning filmmakers, but we we are still like normal human beings who still have really bad anxiety. So <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh to to pivot on talking about anxiety, um, the protagonist in our next film. Oh, she
0: has plenty of it, <laughs> based on. <laughs> um, um, because you're listening and not watching, and just did the little like. What do you call that? What is that pose the called? classic Carolina back of the I mean, yeah, I call it the Carolina pose, pose but, like, what, how, do we, how do we describe that to people that are listening and not viewing right now? When you very <laughs> cutely sit your chin on your hand and...
1: <laughs> and tilt your tilt up a little and smile. I know. We need to... <laughs> you guys. <laughs> it is the classic Carolina. That's so funny that it's true. I do it too much. Um, but... Yeah, so you guys probably have heard us talk about it with some of our guests now. So I don't want to sound too redundant here and go too much into the story um, because I think we've already covered it, you know, our psychological thriller that we've been talking about. And again, the reason why we have this podcast is to take you through our journey as filmmakers. And hopefully you'll learn some shit that we're learning Mm -hmm. along the way. So um, if you haven't tuned into our past episodes to hear more about what our next feature, it is called Sync. our psychological thriller set in the near future with their two, um, two, what well, should I, should I just kind of give a long line, sure. long line thing. So yeah, in the near future where everyone's microchipped and our minds, we have the abilities to mind sync with one another, two girls move in together and one And they proceed to do the mind sync and one girl starts to realize the not so great things about the other roommate and has 72 hours to stop herself from complete mind psychopathic takeover. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Psychopathic is probably not the word. We used a better one. Narcissistic. Yes. 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 Narcissistic. So there's... So... That being said, um, it's really a story about relationships Mm -hmm. and, and toxic relationships. Let's make it there. Whether it's a romantic or of the friend platonic kind and, you know, it's done through the female lens. So that's, you know, the mission of Femme Regard here. So it's done through that. And that's what we, you know, I was able to channel in my personal relationships and you get to see a lot of, you know. Based off of kind of amplified personalities of Carolina and Tessa, so there's, Tessa's playing the antagonist, the psychopath. Because naturally,
0: <laughs> you guys might not think I'm evil, but you just don't know me that well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, there's a darker side to her.
0: Um,
1: and then, yes, I play Isla, the protagonist who does the mind sick and starts to realize through dreams and and just hearing thoughts as they start to get more in sync um, through Tessa's character that, yeah, something is not right with the way she she approaches her relationships. Um, and I think for me, it was just like kind of a tale to like, hey, guys, like set boundaries. If there's something, something toxic in your life or relationship, that really leaves a, a scar and like can really, you know, it's hard to sometimes remove yourself from those situations but in the reality if you don't then you're just like stuck and we don't want to be stuck and just the the just keeping in mind who who we engage with even through social media and stuff like everything we're we're constantly attaching ourselves whether we don't realize it or do realize it in one way or another. So I just, I just thought to me all the things I cared to like look at and hopefully artistically show through film. And right recently I just finished writing the full feature script. Yeah. yeah. She's about like 60 pages. So the rule of thumb, that's like 60 minutes cause it's like a page per minute. Um, and could be, could be longer, and why I say it could be is the script is not locked yet. So, what does that mean? It's like it's not official, official, and I truly believe a script won't be like. A script is just a medium to get you to film, to production, to tell the story. What happens on set, what happens during the pre-production process will probably change what you initially wrote. And that's okay. And that's the beauty of filmmaking. I love discovering things. And I think that process, you have to be open-minded. Otherwise, just be a screenwriter. If you (laughs) like, Or, or write a book. That, you know, I actually think that's something. Shout out to Sam, Samuel Douglas Miller, who helped me um, brainstorm some of the ideas for Sync. That he said, he's like, you know what? I, if you don't want to see your story change, write a book because mm-hmm. that's the final, <laughs> like, that's the end product. Yeah. And I think um, that's
0: important to note for, for, writers directors act like everybody that has a hand in what goes into the creation and and when I say has a hand like has some sort of decision making on their own you know because maybe like a grip or someone they obviously have a hand in it but they wouldn't necessarily get to decide things um is that yeah things are gonna change and it's okay for them to change like as a writer It's tough, especially if you are just, I don't want to say just, but like if you are only writing it and you're not directing it, for instance, but you're like a part of the process and you see all these things change and you're like, oh, but, but like, it's for the betterment of the story in the end. And like, as an actor, I work with a lot of other actors, like to help them with self tapes or, you know, in class or whatever. And I get so (laughs) frustrated and I try to keep it in because I don't ever want to like give someone notes when it's not my place to, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. I'll see other actors get so tripped up over the words in the script and how they're not getting them perfect. And it's, like, just say what the character's saying. It's supposed to be natural. It doesn't matter if it's not the exact words on the page. And, like, I don't know, maybe writers hate me because me as an actor, I'm, like, that's that's what's important to me. I memorize what the character's saying, not what the words are, you know? So... With storytelling, with directing, it's the same thing. it's like know what's going on, no, know, know what has to happen, and then let it happen and if it doesn't happen, like it yeah. exactly is on the page, that's okay
1: <laughs> for sure i I totally agree and and that's like why I try to really infuse a lot of things from like something how I would speak and the cadence that I speak and the way the cadence that you Tessa, speak really influenced it, the way I wrote the characters, because I'm like, at the end of the day, why am I trying to make it so, so different from us? And I feel like it, it we then use the actor and us to just amplify these situations and the mental, the psychology behind the characters, yeah. you know, cause it is different from us still, yeah. you know, we aren't these characters, but a lot of it could be put into it, and that's what I love. I love um, the ability to show ourselves mm-hmm. um, through something. So, through through the characters. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's great that you you mentioned that. I think at the end of the day, for me, is like especially if I get to direct this, which I I am tra- aiming to do. Like, I want. I want the performances to come from here and I'm not going to be such a stickler on you missed the, a, the, like, I don't give a yeah. shit <laughs> for me personally. I don't care, but I, I mean, there's definitely some lines that I'm like, I spent a good time writing and I hope you nail them, girl. <laughs> <As you will. laughs> Tessa is a one take wonder. So I never have to worry about that, but it's just, I think it's not that precious. I love that you said it's like the intention behind that. That's why you get hired as an actor yeah. to, to really show that that's what we care. We want to see that that's going to, that's actually probably going to make your director even happier mm-hmm. to see your choices because they'll change yeah. it.
0: If they don't like it, they're going to tell you, you know? So I mean, like I love that. You said fun that. fact, the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams ad-libbed so much through filming of that film movie that there is a pg version a pg-13 version an r version an nc-17 version of fucking mrs (laughs) delphire because of how much ad living, like all the takes that they have like they were yeah they could stitch it together to make all of those different versions that is i don't know if they like exist in their entirety but like that's what the director was like said in the end he had (gasps) enough material to do that like how fun is that you know yeah uh,
1: that is so that is that is great that is amazing that's what we want we want to have material to edit and work yes. with and that's awesome
0: hey everybody i'm chris vifalius and i'm the producer of to makes a podcast and the host of the one hit thunder podcast and i'm matt kelly host of horror movie night and the producer slash the head of content for the geekscape podcasting network between the two of us we have believe it or not 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast we know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at we know podcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality.
1: So to take it back like this. Yeah, the, this Final, quote-unquote, final draft isn't final. I've I'm, I'm now submitted to some people that I feel would be great eyes um, to read through the script and give me notes and feedback and um, already got some great notes back that I'm excited to kind of take in uh, to my own headspace and, and figure out how I want to play, like, react and, and build on it because I think it's all great. I think that's, that's something we should all, like be excited about we should be excited to get um feedback and and ch- be okay to change mm. again evolve and challenge and it's funny i love especially shout out to your friend mike yes. um who's also a lovely patreon Yay. to us thank, thank you, thank you so so thank you much for your support always um i just love that i was like he he was he he was he's smart our audiences are smart guys and and as a screenwriter you know he made some like notes it was something about the um just like something it was a minor note about my character pulling up a bottle of vodka at the end not going to spoil why but our characters hadn't been drinking any that specifically and when i wrote that moment that detail i laughed cuz I was like, is this going to feel random that it's happened to be on the bar cart now? Um, because it could have been there the whole time, which fine. So I'm like, yeah, it could have been there. Like, And I just love that he even felt that it wasn't quite noticed it did feel a little out of the ordinary to suddenly implement something so small. And I'm like, man, like our audiences are smart. Something you think maybe could be glazed over. It's awesome to see someone who paid attention and made a note of a detail like that. Cause now I'm like, okay, you know what? I gotta maybe not make it a focus, but have it, have it mentioned early on or something that they do, maybe they do drink it or, you know, something to that effect, yeah. So I, I, just, I loved how, like, and he gave other great notes. I'm just focusing on that one because it was one of the ones that I thought no one would really even pay attention to that, and that was one of the things he said. So, guys, if you think <laughs> your audiences aren't aren't with it, they are, and and if you, it's great, it's great though, because then you're like, great, I'm getting the feedback that I needed to to push myself mm-hmm. to to make it all seem. Like it makes sense and it flows, yeah, etc. Well, I
0: think that's something that like <clears throat> a lot of um, like writing teachers talk about, or experienced writers talk about, is like to show, don't tell. You know, also the name of our friend no podcast. Um, <laughs> 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 like, you know, to, to trust your audiences are going to figure stuff out. You know, like you don't mm. need to spell mm. it out, and it's more exciting for them when they do figure it out. And I think as I'm like getting to see more different movies from different kinds of filmmakers, different styles and like growing in that way myself, I'm realizing like, it's okay if we don't always figure it out, you know, like not everything needs to be wrapped up in a bow. So even if I don't get something like as long as the story still makes sense, it, it might be okay. You know? And it's, it of course depends on the story. Like if it's totally fucking random and the audience is like, what the hell is going on? Maybe not, but you know, if they don't if they right. don't get their answers, sometimes that's okay. And even if it's, if the answer is in there and you as the writer know what the answer is, but the audience didn't pick it out, somebody in that fucking audience is going to pick it out and they are going to tell their friends and their friends are going to be like, whoa, my mind is blown and that person's going to feel like a genius. So, like, <laughs> it's going to be worth it. <laughs> and we love
1: that. And that's that's actually how we've set up our, our ending. It's a little ambiguous, but there is, there is an answer mm. there. And... Oh, to your, um, to Mike's feedback on that too. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to keep it that way and he did in fact solve it. I didn't, we didn't say (laughs) that he did, but he, he like had the right train of thought behind one of the endings because he was he was like a little like I'm not sure and I'm like yeah that's the point I I wanted you guys to figure that out so it's that's why it's so fun to to you know send off your work I know it can feel scary and precious but you got to do it eventually and why not see how people react so you know I'm still taking it again some of his notes on that but I I do yeah I like I like it when I got to make you guys work just a little bit, just a yeah. little.
0: <laughs> I think something else too, that's important to mention. And I think we had talked about this with Pilar Alessandra when she, she at, what season was that? Like four? It was a long yeah. time ago. Um, it was
1: a long but time But like, ago.
0: go, go back guys. Um, all the titles have the people's names in them. So you can find it pretty easy, but Pilar is awesome. Um, she has a, a podcast about writing as well and teaches classes about it. Um, but something I think she had mentioned too, was like, You know, let anybody read it like feedback is good, but take all of it with a grain of salt. You know, think about who that person is to you. Like, do you really, really respect their writing and that's why you're letting them read it? Or are they just a friend that, you know, likes the same kind of movies you do? And that's why, you you know, like think about who these people are and who they are to you and take that grain of salt when you read their their critique because not everybody's right with you know the criticism or critiques that they're going to give you so take what they yeah. say process it decide if it's right for you you know I love that Yes,
1: yeah. thank you for plugging that in that is that is exactly as that's how we're approaching it. I'm, I love the feedback, but I might not apply it mm-hmm. all, and that's that's just that's fine. Yeah. That's fair. At the end of the day, it's our call. Yeah. <laughs> you have the power. Um, so don't forget that, and don't get disheartened. Um, you know, I, I've, I've there's some people where I'm like, okay, you know what? You you do give it to me real, but it's maybe a little too like cynical in the way your delivery is that you know I don't need someone to tell me my work's amazing mm-hmm. but like you know I think we were talking about sending it off to someone that I knew and so it's just you send it to people that you know are gonna you know be a, be nice, well, <laughs> but also honest. Yeah. So that's, I think there's like, you know, and, and then yeah, take it with a grain of salt.
0: And for, if you're on the other side, if someone is sending you their work, like there, there is an art to, cause think about it. You critiquing their work is almost like you being the director, right? Like you're giving them your notes mm. and mm-hmm. to be a good director, when you're giving someone a critique and redirecting them and giving you their, giving them your notes, like, you should also be praising what is working, right? Like, you should be encouraging them, like, because if all somebody hears is criticism, they're going to start resenting it, they're going to start feeling less than, like, there's so many things that could happen there. But if they're hearing, like, oh my god, I really loved that you did this, that was such a strong choice, but maybe in this part, let's change this around, you know, like, so same goes yeah. when you're reading someone's work. It's important to tell them what does work and what you really liked, along with your actual critiques of things that you think should change.
1: Yes, Tess, I think that's so important to to say, too, because I'm, tra- yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to read more people's work as well. I think that only makes you a better writer, too. It's like keep reading screenplays and others work. So that's so, so important mm-hmm. um, to take note of. So where we're at next is once we finally have a quote unquote lock script, which means like we don't feel like we're going to do any more rewrites, we can then accurately approach um, pre-production, which means figuring out your budget, doing the scheduling. And and I feel like figuring out the scheduling is almost f- like Because then you can accurately see how many days you're spending on like your talent, the locations that you might be renting to film at, equipment, etc, etc. And you might not need your talent all these days, like every single day if you're smart. But just to take you guys through in case you're curious what that breakdown looks like is after you've done your script, you would do something called a line script. This is more director driven because the director then is drawing different lines, marking like literally physical pen to paper lines through the script that indicate different shots and and takes. And that kind of helps them start initially figuring out the coverage that is needed for each scene, which then, you know, coverage equals minutes, which then you can then plug into scheduling. So um, pro tip color code your lines to match your storyboard. So as a director, if you, you know, already scribble in, taking all that time, if you then start to color code lines accordingly, like close-ups are going to be purple and then wide shots are going to be pink, then you can kind of easily see that visually. I'm a very visual person. So that would help me on a storyboard. So that's a fun little note tip that I, I figured out um, through some research that I'm definitely curious to implement. Um, but definitely li- like doing the line script is the whole thing that I can't like speak to clearly and concisely, but that is, that is probably the next approach. Yeah. Because
0: it's, it's um, pre shot list, which I mean, a shot list mm-hmm. is so essential and some people have just been doing this long enough that they're like, Oh yeah, I can make a shot list with this script. Like they already know how, you know, but yeah, I, I would have no fucking idea. <laughs> I am so bad with like, picturing shots. I don't know why it's just not how my brain works. So like for me coming up with a shot list, like on its own is impossible. Like I would have to do this step first. So I don't know if it's like the opposite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a shot list. Totally. These squiggly lines with codes. Mm, I don't know, but I'm, I'm trying to, the other really good thing to know is if you have an an experienced AD or someone who's like figuring this out, this is the kind of material that they typically would work off of. Um, you would give them your line script and the shot list, and they should know how to utilize both things to make sure you guys are on task and cover it and getting all the shots you need. So um, that's a, that's a big reason why you do this. If you really avoid um, fucking things up and missing things, <laughs> and yeah. like and missing things. So Then that would bring me down to your breakdown sheets, too, that you give to your AD. So
0: what it is, um, is just the different elements that go into it. So you're going to have categories like characters or actors, however you want to put it. Um, Yes. Props, costumes, lighting, like all of the elements that go into it. So you're just compiling lists of those things. And knowing exactly what you're going to need for this entire process in each thing. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, you don't think about all the little props in a scene. Like, I mean, I know cause I did our breakdown really, really quickly. We had to, we had a deadline. We had to meet for some things. So it was just a really basic one. And all the, the only props that I listed were props that were like absolutely necessary to that scene. Like something that they use in the action of that scene. Meanwhile, it, you know, it's somebody's bedroom. Like there's going to be a ton of different set deck props that are going to be there, you know? So that's, it's just something that it really breaks that stuff down for you and allows you to like realize everything you actually need for every scene. For sure.
1: And, and like, I love that. And I'm, I'm building on that, um, that note of just like props. It could, it translates. There's also a thing for camera equipment. Like maybe you need to use a special lens, like your DP said, like, we're using this lens and then we're going to have a special light or effect. It's like so hard to keep track of what you need, like for each, each scene or take. So that's why again, doing these breakdown sheets and trying to do as accurate as you can per what scene you're working with. Then you, you get, you hand that off to your AD if you have one and you can, they can make sure they can double check like, Oh guys, we we're missing, you know, she's wearing the wrong pants. <laughs> like she needs a pocket in her, in her pants so she can pull out the cell phone, like stuff like that. Um, it it lists. So I call it kind of like a cheat sheet for you to like know what's happening in each scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love too. that's an, another note too, that's on there is you can add notes for post-production too, which you can then give to your editor being like, Oh, so, you know, we had it lit this way. We want music of this sort or like just things like mm-hmm. that too if you're, you're working with an editor, the sheets can also go to them later on too, to help them sort out because you're handing them a pile of footage. Yeah. So that's another thing. This is why it's like, seems really meticulous. But if you're going to be working with someone, then they can read what's happening in each scene with like, oh, I see what they were doing. Like, I get it. And
0: mentioning an editor, I just want to mention something that I've heard a lot of filmmakers say, and I know is not always a possibility because of budget But if you have the ability to have your editor on set with you, that can be super valuable for the both of you because they can tell you like, that's not going to work. Like that transition isn't, you have to put some, like you have to film this filler or whatever, and they can be seeing what it is that you're envisioning and not just like you said, being handed, you know, a pile of footage. Like, (laughs) and again, it's totally understandable if they can't be because of budget or COVID or like whatever, um, I, I know our editor probably, unfortunately, isn't going to be on set because we just don't have the budget for it. But if you do, it's it can be really valuable for both of you. And I've heard a lot of filmmakers say that. So just throw that out there if you've got a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs> or like your friend is editing or something, you know. So,
1: yeah, no, that's a great that's a great point. And that that would totally, totally help because they're visually there to see it. Um, and then, yeah, Tessa mentioned shot list. That's like the next thing that you would then try to do with all your breakdowns and all the things you've created. So again, it's, it's another kind of checklist. Um, you can find templates online. Uh, we've, we've noticed a bunch from, uh, the Celtics. We're using Celtics cause we, that's the program we use to write our script Um, so for us, it's been a great thing to just have everything there to work through, but another great place that I've noticed that has an excellent amount of things and might be worth an investment as a filmmaker is Studio Binder. They have some free templates, but some of their stuff, um, can be kind of limiting if you don't buy their, their full suite. They've got
0: good free templates, but if you want to like be able to plug your stuff in and kind of let the tech do it for you it that's when you need to pay money because they they don't have a lot of free availability there but which is the same for celtics too honestly like
1: like the the next thing is production catalog like tess was saying like as you're going through you're going to be marking all the props and you need to you need to do that as well so you know at the end of the day budget wise like how much how many things you need per scene and and what is it that you need to buy and that's not even props like for us we have some minor special effects but that needs to be noted You know, like if you guys are having more of that, um, or special makeup done, Mm -hmm. we, we definitely will. So that's a chance to kind of catalog. And then the last big thing that kind of becomes your, your shooting schedule, if you do it is your strip board, which is, um, and the order of shooting using color coded strips. And there's like three types specifically the scene strip, the daybreak and the banner. And you know, the day break is what you use to kind of break up your day. You know, you, you plug in when you're wrapping, um, or when you are having a meal break and you can add time. Um, so it's a great tool. I would encourage you guys to, to definitely like check it out on Studio Binder. Um, cause their template was really easy to read and you can see, um, additional information like where the shoot is located, the characters in the scene, and the number of pages. Again, it kind of sounds like really redundant, but once you've done all that prior work, you just plug it into the stripboard, And then it's, again, like a nice list that you can move around. Because maybe after doing all that work, you're like, oh, I have all these interior scenes in the kitchen. Maybe we should shoot all those first, right? So that's where you start to play with um, the order of things.
0: And And because... You know, we always talk about happy accidents and stuff like shit's always going to go wrong on set. It just does. <laughs> but like this allows you to then like pivot if you need to, because, you know, say you have a bunch of exterior scenes and it rains that day. Well, you know, if it if, it, if the day before, you know, it's going to rain, you can say, OK, maybe we can readjust this. We have the same crew, the same actors for these interior scenes let's, and the location's available, let's shoot that instead tomorrow and wait till it's not raining. You know, like it it just allows you to have everything organized. So if you need to make changes, you can. Yeah. And also time of day, if you're using natural lighting, you know, like...
1: Yeah, and that's what's, again, great about the strip board. You can notate um, your day, night, interior, exteriors. So, again, that's why it's really important that you try to do some of these things at least, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe your production, you don't need to be so meticulous. But I think at least encouraging, like, take a look at some of these tools because it gets you thinking about stuff like that, especially when you have a couple days you're shooting and, and need to figure out, yeah, lighting and and how that all lines up. So I don't want to go in because, again, I'm not we're not experts on this stuff. You know, we're still figuring it out or like figuring out what process like mm-hmm. is going to work the best. But I, I definitely see that these tools are valuable and we're going to try our best to like implement them. Um, so just to to wrap it up and summarize, this is, again, just the traditional way, as Tessa was mentioning earlier, that, that, you know, don't have to follow this, this outline even, but you got your line script, your breakdown sheets, your shot list, a production catalog, your strip board, which then ultimately becomes your production schedule because you can add those day breaks and stuff, which is so great. Yeah. And, and that's, that's pretty much your next step would then be doing official call sheets and all of that, but we're not going to get there because that's not even where we're at. And we might have some more things to say, but we felt like it was a bunch of information that we learned and want to share with you guys because we're, you know, it's, it's, it can feel daunting, but it's once it starts to see how you can use some of these tools to your advantage, just use what's what, what works best for you that you can actually make sense of and, and, And learn
0: more about on your own. And it's a lot of meticulous work. It's going to take time. But honestly, like, unless you have some, like, super close deadline that you, like, have to start shooting by or whatever, take the time to do it. Because Mm -hmm. it's free to do. I mean, maybe you're going to spend money on, you know, like, Celtics or Studio Binder to help you plug those things in. But, like, you're not paying your crew. You're not paying anybody else that you're working with to do this for you. Like it's on you. So take the time because it's going to make it so much smoother and easier if everything's already figured out and all you have to do is work through shooting the things and you don't have to figure anything else out while you're shooting.
1: Right. And I love that, that you pointed that out because again, uh, typically in the micro budget world that we're working in, you as the producer director don't have, typically the luxury of handing it off to the ad um to do it themselves because in a in the larger sense the ad would be trying to create a stripboard from you know your line script or something you know but if if you're on a small crew and it's really just you then this is the work you have to do anyway so um yeah take take it as soon as you think you can start even like you know our script isn't locked, but we're learning and making sure we're getting ready. We're thinking, get yourself thinking about these things. I think there's never, it's never um, too early to start thinking about the pre-production process, you know, as much as it can be like a whole lot, you know, where we you're like celebrating, we're like, yay, we finished our script. <laughs> okay, dun, dun, dun. There's like all this stuff, but that's good that that we're already like thinking about it as we're really locking in our script because then we're more prepared and we know where our heads Mm -hmm. at you know it gets you guys thinking or seeing if the scene isn't gonna work because then yeah I'm like oh if if this is too complicated we can't get a permit to film out here I'm gonna have to change it Mm -hmm. so I think yeah I think it's it's great for you guys to take the time and do it as as soon as you can at least just start thinking about it
0: yeah yeah and I hope this wasn't just like a whole lot of information that you guys are like what <laughs> like it's all don't worry it's all googleable it's all actionable steps and and templates that you can find like don't worry it's a lot of work and it's a lot of detailed work but it's not complicated really in the end like once you understand each step and what goes into each step it's it's you'll figure it out we promise
1: <laughs> yeah no for sure um i'm i like I said, I'm gonna post on our gram after this episode comes out. It's been decided. Um, because I wasn't sure when I was gonna actually <laughs> post this multi-post breakdown. So you at least guys can see what is more Googleable. Because again, I did a very brief outline of what each thing was. There is more details into that goes into it, but hopefully it's a good starting point for you guys. And yeah, you'll get it. We got you, we got you, booze. If you have any questions. Definitely ask. Don't know if I'll have an answer, but we can we can definitely try and get there together. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because that's what this is all about. That's what indie filmmaking is—figuring out yeah <laughs> as you go along. And yeah, that's yeah. Because chances are, we might
1: know someone who does know the answer too. Yeah. So we we love um, we've gotten questions before from e- like people emailing us from our website too. So if you're listening, you have a question, we're happy to to try our best to get an answer for you. One way or
0: another. <laughs> yep, we're here for you, fam. All right. Love you guys. See you next Over time. Over and out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals.
1: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the Femme Fam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at Femregard.